Welcome back, me sweet listener. I'm Donna Peters. I'm an advisor to executives and next generation leaders who strive to be both career oriented and life minded. The Me Sweet podcast is a forum for how to lead our lives with more purpose, planning, and power, like C suites lead the companies we most admire. The C suite wakes up every day focused on three key decisions. Number one, are we living our own core values? Number two, is everything running smoothly in our day to day? And number three, how do we as individuals stay fresh and relevant for the future we desire to have? You get the idea. We each need a C-suite mentality for leading our own lives. We each need a me-suite, a source of power for the life-minded. Let's get in there. Welcome back, everybody, all the me-suite sweeteners. In this episode of the me-suite, we're going to be thinking about what we value, how we make ourselves and others feel, how we want to show up in the world, what it truly means to be the leader of the life that we want to live. And today we will focus on leadership behavior with behavioral insights pioneer, Hugh Massey. Hugh is an entrepreneur. He is a devoted dad. I am very lucky to have him in the studio in person with me today because it's beautiful, bright, and sunny outside, and he is an avid golfer. He is an author chairman and CEO at DNA Behavior International. And a most recent book that he has written is called Leadership Behavior DNA, Discovering Your Natural Talents and Managing Differences. And I think that this is a beautiful topic for the Me Suite, and I'm really excited to be applying Hugh's research and expertise on leadership behavior to the Me Suite mindset. Welcome, Hugh Massey. Thank you, Donna. It's great to be with you today. Could you share with the listeners your core values and how they've been helping steer the key decisions in your life? So my core values are very foundational to me, mm-hmm. and I will share the one that triggers me the most. Okay. And that is reliability. Mm-hmm. So I value uh, my own reliability. That's very important to me. I get very upset if I'm not reliable for other people and show up. Mm-hmm. And I know that's been a key to my success uh, in growing in the business world and with friendships mm-hmm. and in family life, it has been uh, my reliability. Mm-hmm. It's always showing up at, at the right time, doing what I say I'll do, and basically just getting it done. Yeah. And, and I, I value that a lot in other people. Mm-hmm. So I expect people, if they say they're going to do something at a certain time, to tell me that they've either done it or if they're having trouble getting it done, mm-hmm. this is where they're at. Okay, I'm glad I was on time today then. Yep, you're on time and I was on time. (laughs) Another important one is being open and mutual. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in in relating to people, it's important to share with them, firstly, something about who you are. I think creating vulnerability in your own vulnerability and being open is important to connecting to another person Mm -hmm. at an emotional level. And no one's going to trust you as a leader if you're not prepared to be open. So, and usually I I have the principle that leaders go first. Mm -hmm. So it's up to me to to reveal my cards or who I am first. Interesting. Another one is demonstrating courage. And I think this is where leaders always have problems. You know, it's not easy to to make courageous decisions. And and sometimes you have to, you know, make a decision that is, uh, you know, at the end of the day is the better for the better of all, Mm -hmm. but it may not be for the better for you or somebody in the team. But I think you've always got to realize that 
the organization and the world Mm -hmm. and the community are bigger than you. Mm. And you, you, you've got to believe in that doing the right thing at the end of the day will win the battle or win, win the race. Mm-hmm. So another one is providing wisdom. So a big thing for me, I've always seen that I've been good at providing people with wisdom and mm-hmm. making wise choices. And I like to think that I do that for myself. I, I'm not, I can't say that I get that right every time mm-hmm. I make a decision. But I think it's about having balanced having a balanced approach to making decisions. The last one is showing respect. Okay. So the fifth one, so I've always worked to a model of five, uh-huh. is, just, is showing respect okay. for other people, uh, situations, mm-hmm. where you've come from, your family. Uh, people not always got it right, but, but I think uh, until otherwise proven, they should, people should be, should be given respect for who they are and, and the situation that they're in. Thank you first for the thoughtfulness on the core values. I now want to switch us over to, you are a CEO yourself. Yes. You are an advisor to CEOs and to next generation leaders in the work that you do in the research and the leadership DNA, et cetera. And you mentioned a phrase earlier, strengths and struggles. So the the core foundation of strengths and struggles, Mm -hmm. if you can work 80% or more in a career path, Mm -hmm and doing activities where you're working in your strengths 80% of the time, that's when you're going to be highly productive. Okay. And usually there will be an energy and a flow Mm -hmm. when you're doing work that is focused on your strengths. Mm -hmm. So, you know, let's look at what a strength might be. A strength could be, for some people, communication. Okay. They like public speaking. They want to be talking to people or networking with people. So they're the more outgoing, extroverted Mm-hmm. type person. So they're going to be happier, more passionate when they're doing something that is involving people and being able to communicate with people. Mm-hmm. There will be others though on the flip side of that mm-hmm. who are more reserved and their greater productivity is going to come when they've got time to themselves mm-hmm. to reflect, to think. They, they don't get their energy from people. Mm-hmm. But if you take the, why, why this is important, Donna, is that a lot of the world today, which is a bit of the feel-good world as well, okay. is, is totally focused on strengths. And you can misinterpret that, that, it, that if all you do is focus on your strengths, mm-hmm. at somewhere along the line is the truck is going to hit the wall because if you overplay your strengths, mm-hmm. really what that turns around, the flip side is your struggles. Okay. So if you're that outgoing person that I talked about a minute ago yeah. and you're always talking, well, there's a day when the loose lips sink ships mm-hmm. or your enthusiastic and emotional communication sends other people inwards. It makes them overwhelmed. You lose a relationship. Mm-hmm. It's like one day with uh, a, a sales situation in our company. I had a very, uh, I'm, more, I'm more the reserve type, the opposite. But, you know, we went and sold a, a deal mm-hmm. with a CEO and, you know, to do training at their company. And, and my salesperson stayed behind to get to know the team better. He thought, well, if I'm going to be working with them for a long period of time, I should get to know them. Okay. But he started talking too much and he said things. Mm. And the CEO rang me, rang me up and about 30 minutes later and said, Hugh, if that's what is going to train us, I don't want your business. I wow. can't, I'm not going to buy your firm. Wow. And so there's a very, that one really hit me in the face really fast. And it's like, some people have got to have the last word. Mm-hmm. They say too much. They're overwhelming. They don't let others in the conversation. So that's the struggle side that comes. Mm -hmm. 
So you've got to be aware of your strength and use it, mm -hmm. but know the line where that can, that's a struggle and becoming a problem and address it. If it's, not a, if it's not addressed, it becomes a weakness. Yeah. So we never like using the word weakness at DNA. Okay. On the reserve side, to sort of paint the picture out, if you're a very reserved inward person, not that social, well, you're not going to make a lot of friends. It's going to be hard for your family to engage. Mm -hmm or to uh, go and sell and build corporate relationships if you don't go outside the front door. Okay. It doesn't mean you're not a nice person mm -hmm. and that you can't build relationships. Some of the most relational people at a deep level are quite reserved. Yeah. But if you're not prepared to go outside the door mm -hmm. and reveal a little bit of yourself, yeah. it's going to be hard. And so that's the struggle of being reserved. You know, being reserved, you might be very good at researching and paying attention to details and tasks but somewhere you've got to also be relational. Yeah. One of the components of being successful as a leader mm -hmm. uh, in business is, is how you engage with people and how you connect with them. Mm -hmm. And generally speaking, you would expect the outgoing person to do that better. Mm -hmm. But there are times if they overplay their hand, they'll actually detract from all the good work that they do. Mm -hmm. And you had mentioned this earlier. I want to make sure I understood it correctly. You would be applying these same leadership DNA behavior findings of strengths and struggles in the business place and into your own family Absolutely. and relationships? Absolutely. Say more about how. So, you know, again, in the family unit, mm -hmm. uh, let's say there's mom and dad and three kids. Mm -hmm. it, it is, you know, a truth that there will be a diversity of behaviors. Yeah. And again, you know, with that diversity of behaviors, the differences mm -hmm. are what divide in the family. And the introverted person is never going to understand mm. the brother or sister that is always talking and dominating the conversation. Right. It's like in my family, my wife and I are both highly introverted. Okay. But we have two extroverted children. Okay. Who one are yapping at us the whole time. They're, they're trying to... Mm -hmm. uh, particularly the older one is, is who now she can really talk, mm -hmm. uh, she's nine years old, is set a show in every conversation. And a brother who likes to talk as well is not quite as dominant in personality, is fighting to get in. Now that can lead to, over time, that can lead to differences. Mm -hmm. That can lead to mum and dad being overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And it just, there's different perspectives on the world come from that. Yeah. But, you know, I think the gift for me is that I learned the behavioral framework and importantly, how to deal with differences through this work has made it a whole lot better for me becoming a dad yeah. and a husband yeah. uh, a little later in life. People talk about, uh, well, you know, I'm one person at the office and I'm one person at home. Uh -huh. I personally think that's a very stressful existence. Okay. At the end of the day, you want to get to a place of authenticity and to be yourself in the leadership role or in whatever role you've got and at home. Now, some of the adapting might need to be different, mm -hmm. but you need to be the same person. You just cannot, it would be a tortured existence to be completely two different people. Mm -hmm. And so again, the behavioral awareness gives you a framework to live consistently and authentically and know when to adapt. Yeah, this is fascinating. I had a little bit of an aha moment when I was prepping for this interview with you. Many of my listeners will know that my core values are curiosity, freedom, and respect. And I had had an opportunity to do the leadership DNA behavior assessment. And so I was studying my personal strengths and struggles. And my aha moment was 
when my struggles are manifesting, they are what is against those three core values of curiosity, freedom, and respect. It was almost eerie how closely aligned the description of my struggles are with what I want my core values to be and to be living by. Is that accurate? I believe it. It's very accurate. Okay. We, we are, we know what we talk about in the book uh-huh. is your natural hardwired behavior mm-hmm. is the ingrained uh, hardwiring mm-hmm. that that you are born with and shaped very early in life. This is this is very core to you. So yeah, you know, curiosity is something that's ve- that it's very important. And if you're living in a world that's opposite to that, that people aren't curious or mm-hmm. you can't be curious about situations and ask questions and investigate, explore, mm-hmm. that will burn you up. Yeah. And again, that's where you need to be in the environment where those things can are, are allowed to flourish. Right. And if you're in the environment where that can't flourish and it's a very concrete anchored world and it's very tightly buttoned up, it will be difficult for you. And so the, the DNA behavior, it, it does, you know, the traits in there that you've got, and, they, and, they, and these are your strengths, mm-hmm. and the flip side being your struggles, mm-hmm. travel very closely with your values. Okay. And so they're, they're going to be your foundational values. Now, there can be some values mm-hmm. that are learned from life experiences, you know, and, and one of mine is about being open. Okay. And mutual. I think with my natural style, mm-hmm. that probably isn't there. I do like transparency, but the openness does not come from me being outgoing. Oh, right. That's coming from me having learned that if I'm not open, uh-huh. people are never going to connect with me. And I know that that's important. Okay. But it's still something that's heartfelt for me because somewhere along the line, I value relationships mm-hmm. and I don't see relationships working if you're not prepared to be open. Yeah, your intentions are still pure but it's yes. something that you've had to deliberately work towards. I've had to work on that. Yeah. It's there a are example. aspects of yourself you have to work on. And that's, uh-huh. you know, that, that at the end of the day does come from, you know, the natural behavior sets that, that core foundation, mm-hmm. but there will be learnings yeah. and there'll be other environments. You right. know, you, you don't have a license just to go out there in the world and say and do what you want to who you want yeah. anytime. You've got to button that up a little bit. Mm-hmm. In the work that you've been doing out in the workplace, What lessons have you learned from watching these C-suite leaders, the mindsets and the disciplines that you believe are things that we should be doing in our own personal lives so that we individually are living with more purpose, more planning, more power? So I believe having a a life purpose that's something that's defined Mm. is really important because that is ultimately what's going to keep you centered. The the values will help your decision-making. Yeah. But you but the purpose is sort of like the calling. It gives you the direction. Yeah. And helps people see your why. I think that's that that's one thing that's really important that as a leader, you're never going to have clarity really of yourself unless you have the purpose right. And it'll be hard to lead others. Mm-hmm. I think it helps at home to have purpose. You know, and 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 to be true to that, mine is about self-empowering others. Okay. And when I came across that and that connected for me 20 years ago. I built the DNA systems and that's been foundational to everything I do in the DNA behavior business. I even have a community living uh, business, like a retirement living business. Mm-hmm. That's all about self-empowering older people. You know, mm-hmm. it's got, the purpose has got to fit with everything. And then, and then my home life in, uh, d- you know, bringing up my children. Yeah. I do some, you know, mentoring work. It, so self-empowerment's big. Yeah. But I think the other part is that I would 
suggest to the listeners, and it goes back to, I think, something I said earlier. Mm -hmm. There are always different perspectives to every situation. And when you're sitting down one-on-one with somebody, it's more than likely in some key areas, they're going to have a different perspective to you or Mm -hmm. something goes wrong. Mm -hmm. There's a different perspective. And I think if you can understand what each side's perspective will be, you're likelier to get to a higher middle ground Mm -hmm. or to be able to accept what the outcomes are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love when you describe this. I have a, a me sweet podcast episode on what truly is communication. And it's a, my concept, my belief is that true communication is seeking to understand. It doesn't mean that you and I have to agree with each other, but it's seeking to understand each other's point of view. And I was a classically trained uh, actor and did that professionally for about 10 years, which is a full-time job of putting yourself in other people's shoes. And I really like hearing you talk about it more from your uh, scientific and research background, the criticality of thinking about a situation from another person's point of view. I think we need more of this in our family lives, in our work lives, and in our political environment today. Absolutely, we, we need it. Communication is foundational to everything. And there's, you know, there's a number of research papers out there from, you know, whether, from Gallup, mm. uh, Harvard. Mm-hmm did one, you know, some of them are older, but they get refreshed, but the same, yeah. and, and, and the same stuff comes back around. Yeah. You can, as a, as a leader, 87% of business problems come down to poor communication. And if you can unravel that and pinpoint it, normally it comes down to one communication situation mm-hmm. is what sent things spiraling or uh, uh, growing to a higher level. Yeah. So I want to pull on the thread of your core value of providing wisdom. Is there a last, I call them sweeteners, that you would like to leave with our listeners for people that are trying to develop a me-sweet mindset? Do you have any last wisdom from Hugh to share? So my last wisdom, the one thing I haven't said today is that you have much more performance capacity Mm. than you believe you do. Okay. A a great mentor of mine, he's given me leadership coaching, a guy called Warren Rustand who Mm -hmm. lives out in Arizona. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, he taught me about three years ago, you have 50% more performance capacity than you believe you do. Okay. And once I took that, I did some rearranging of my life and my capacity went up 50%. And you know what? Then the next year, I rearranged again and up again, uh, up again 50%. And so it's really self-limiting beliefs uh-huh. that stop you from growing. And I believe we all have more performance capacity. It's just a question of whether you want to, wow. to, to use it. Yeah, it's in you. I want to give the listeners actions that they could do differently as early as Monday. For listeners that are interested in leadership DNA and an assessment, where where should we send them? What would be next? So one step is to go to leadershipbehaviordna.com. Okay. And you can take the assessment. Okay. It takes 10 minutes. Okay. It's very quick, pretty easy to do online. Mm -hmm. And you're going to get a a report that's going to give you the the key strengths and struggles that you have and an awareness of your other talents. Mm -hmm. And then we've got plenty of reading material on that website and across the DNA behavior websites that are going to help you learn more about it. Okay. And then, you know, really what I would do is say, once you've got that report, look at people who are close to you and see how they're operating and see the differences. And I think it's going to explain some things. Uh, Show it to your spouse. Okay. And they will confirm that this is true. And that is very liberating in itself. Okay. And then it's a matter of looking at and saying, okay, how am I going to continue on the same track I'm on. So that's a confidence builder or rebuild my path. So I've always got a flow that is working in my strengths, 
but I also know when to check myself when a struggle is keep is right. creeping in so that, you know, it's what I call check yourself before you wreck yourself. Oh, right. Say that again. I like it. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Great. And I think that's managing the struggles. Oh, that's wonderful. I also like this bringing the vocabulary into the family of strengths and struggles. I think it's important for families to have common vocabulary to help communicate. And I think this would be a great tool for that as well. I've been lucky. You know, I don't sit there uh, all day talking about human behavior with my wife, but we do, you know, when communication moments come up, she absolutely says, you know, dear, that is your, that's your strength yeah, and lets it run a bit. Yeah. You know, even if I've got full of myself, you know, you, you get a little bit of latitude because we all understand it and the other side that comes with it. And, and of course, you know, none of us are perfect right. all day long other than maybe she is. But uh, <laughs> so I, th- I think the family unit's a great place. Okay, fantastic. Well, I have learned an awful lot from you. I have the book here in front of me. I have it earmarked with uh, some post-it notes marking pages. And I hope the listeners take us up on the challenge to go do this research themselves Thank you for bringing your brain, your deep expertise, and your humanity to this topic and helping us develop a me-sweet mindset. Thank you, Hugh. Thank you, Donna. Really appreciate it, and I love your passion for this. Thank you for joining us in the me-suite. I'm Donna Peters. Subscribe to the podcast. Share ideas for future episode topics. Visit us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and at themesuite.com. That's the-me-suite.com. Sweet like executive suite. That's the-me-suite.com. The Me Suite, a source of power for the life-minded.